Tonight's reading is from Genesis chapter 11. Now the whole world had one language and a common speech. As people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, Come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower the people were building. The Lord said, If as one people speaking the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from all over the earth, and they stopped building the city. That is why it was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the whole world. From there the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. The word of the Lord. An article in the New York Post reports a gurgling, foul-smelling, muddy spring is creeping across Southern California, and scientists are worried it could destroy everything in its path. It's a slow-moving disaster, Alfredo Estrada of Imperial County's fire chief and emergency services has said. Called the Nyland Geyser because it's located near the township of Nyland in the Imperial County, the mud pot, which smells like rotten eggs, began making its move sometimes, sometime between 2015 and 2016. It since slithered about 20 feet a year, carving a 24,000 square foot basin in the ground. But in recent months, it's been moving faster, a much faster pace, 60 feet in just over a month and at least once 60 feet in a single day, according to the Imperial County officials. In its path are the Union Pacific freight railroad tracks, a petroleum pipeline, a stretch of fiber optic telecommunication lines owned by Verizon, and a section of Highway 111. The community of Nyland is also about five miles away. In 1984, the Chinese Communist Party laid out the plans to transform the small border village of uh, Shenzhen into a new megacity. Billions of billions of dollars and millions of workers created a modern industrial and commercial center on the Shenzhen Plain. Shenzhen was a sparsely populated area known historically for its salt fields. The powdery biscuit-covered soil was so important to the salt trade at one time that it was under imperial protection during the Han Dynasty. Shenzhen literally means deep drain because of a geological depression. During the rainy seasons, the water from surrounding hills would run through it in streams. Deng Xiaoping ordered the construction of a 68-mile chain-link fence topped with razor wire along the northern border of Xinjiang to keep the Chinese peasants from entering this special economic zone looking for work without permission. 
When the special economic zone was established, the tallest structure in the region was only five stories tall. Within a decade, there were 300 skyscrapers, including the tallest building in China at the time, the 53-story International Trade Center, built in just 18 days, complete with a revolving penthouse restaurant. In the center of the city, a soaring tower was built, reaching almost to the heavens, and it included a Walmart supercenter. In the 1990s, Shenzhen's motto was, one high-rise a day, one boulevard every three days. The tower building seemed endless. Shenzhen is home to China's ninth and 14th tallest towers, the world's 12th and 21st tallest. The Empire State Building, the tallest building in the world in 1930, is now 23rd. Shenzhen's other notable towers include the East Pacific Business Center Tower A, Excellent Century Plaza Tower 1, East Pacific Business Center Tower B, NEO Tower, Shenzhen Special Zone Press Tower, the Excellent Century Plaza Tower 2, Fortune Tower, New World Tower, China Merchant Bank Tower, World Finance Center Tower A, the International Chamber of Commerce Tower, Qin Shu Tower, East Pacific Business Center Tower C, New Century Plaza West Tower, Jia Fu Plaza Tower B, Federal Finance Tower, Excellent Century Plaza Tower 3, Shenzhen Development Bank Tower, Shenzhen Modern International Tower, New Century Plaza East Tower, the Expedition Tower, Alinea Tower, the Juno Tower, City Crossing Residential Tower 1, City Crossing Residential Tower 2, City Crossing Residential Tower 3, Excellent Century Plaza Tower 4, East Pacific Building Center Tower D, Shenzhen Coastal City West Tower, China Travel Tower, Tencent Tower, and currently under construction are the Glendale Shenzhen Project Tower 1, China Chongying Tower, Hong Kong Tower, Tencent Tower Coastal Tower 1, SEG Hitachi Industrial Park Redevelopment Phase 1, Tower 1, SEG Hitachi Industrial Park Redevelopment Phase 1, Tower 2, Taiping uh, Te Finance Tower, Jiangsin Securities Tower, Shenzhen International Energy Mansion Tower North, Wenbo Tower, Central Khan Group Tower, Excellence Milan Power Tower 1, Excellence Milan Project Tower 2, Li Tower, Tencent Tower, Coastal Tower 2, Glendale Zheng Project Tower 2, Rich Gate City Phase 2 Tower B1, and those that are approved for construction to begin. Shenzhen Bay Electro B Tech Project Tower 1, Shenzhen Bay Eco City B Tech Project Tower 2, Shenzhen Media Group Tower, Penguanda Tower, Shenzhen Bay Eco City B Tech Project Tower 3, and the Duty Free Tower. These are, of course, only the skyscrapers known as supertalls and megatalls, and only the ones that have the word tower in their names. In little more than 20 years, Shenzhen grew to a population of 14 million, China's third largest and richest per capita city. It also has the busiest container port in China. It's the fastest growing city in the world, 
and it is also China's most dangerous city. In, uh, in the last two years, the crime rate has jumped by 57%, with 18,000 robberies in the red light district alone, compared to 2,100 in all of Shanghai, the world's largest city. Plus, it's also a pit, Jonathan Alter wrote in Newsweek, lacking not just Hong Kong's charm, but its coherence. The capitalism there is too unbridled and unanchored in law. The buildings erected only five years ago are already falling down. Many of the buildings were built with steel corroding sand from the area, which is known for its extremely high salt content. That combined with the masses of inexperienced laborers and the extreme time pressures produced, produced to produce the buildings and roads that began to crumble shortly after they were completed. The pollution levels often make the air painful to breathe and the Pearl River is so brown and thick, it is easy to imagine you could walk across its surface. Over the summer, Imperial County declared an emergency, allowing agencies to move faster to stop the bubbling mud fit from getting closer to the railroad tracks, partly by trying to drain water from the spring Union Pacific Railroad had built a 100-foot-long wall of large boulders and steel more than 75 feet deep in an effort to protect the railroad. But in October, the mudslide beneath the wall began moving closer and closer to the tracks. The railroad may need to find a more permanent solution, such as building a bridge, a company spokesman told the Post. Officials may also close parts of the highway. The gurgling geyser formed and moves much like a sinkhole, said David Lynch, a geophysicist who's been studying the muddy spring for 12 years. County officials say this particular muddy spring has been around since the 1950s and hadn't moved for decades until a couple of years ago. They're not sure why. If someone were to fall into the sulfur-rich spring, Toxic air and lack of oxygen would suffocate them in minutes. Through Nyland's marginally inhabited blocks, behind the city limits and deeper into the desert is Salvation Mountain. In 1984, Leonard Knight, a wanderer and a prophet, stopped in the desert like Abraham and Jacob before him. He stopped to build a monument to the Lord. On the bank of a dry riverbed, he mixed cement and paint and began his simple marker to proclaim to any who might find themselves on the eastern edge of the Colorado desert, 50 miles from the nearest interstate, on Beale Road, just this side of Slab City, out past Nyland, the simple message that God is love. Abraham set up a monument and then continued on to Egypt. Leonard stayed and continued building. When cement became too expensive, he started using straw bales and mixing adobe. He used white and bright colors of latex house paint to tell the world that God is love and God loves you. Those words and hundreds of others wind around psychedelic flowers, birds, streams, hearts, and angels.
One Bible, Mark, Matthew, Luke, John, Jesus, love, Jesus, fire, Jesus, I am a sinner. Come onto my body and into my heart. Jesus, love Jesus. God is love. Within 30 years, Leonard had built a mountain 50 feet tall and 150 feet across, using over 100,000 gallons of paint. Leonard had not just built a mountain, but so much goodwill that all his paint, straw bales, all his materials were gifts. People just showed up with them, making an offering at the altar to love. Some looked around for a while and said thank you, and some stuck around to help. John Krakauer's 1996 book, Into the Wild, tells the story of Chris McCandless, who set out after college to live simply. He left his privileged family and path to law school, gave away his money, burned his ID, and hit the road before walking into the Alaskan wilderness to live off the land. He spent time around the Salton Sea, staying there for a while with a couple at Slab City. In the 2007 film version of the book, directed by Sean Penn, Leonard Knight makes an appearance. Leonard gives McCandless and a girl he's met at the Slabs, played by Emile Hirsch and a pre-Twilight Kristen Stewart, a tour of his Salvation Mountain. In a beautiful blending of performance and reality or art and truth, McCandless, the McCandless character, looking up and around, clearly delighted and amazed at what he sees, asked Leonard Knight, where did you get all the materials? Oh, a lot of people in the valley just really love me. Leonard replies with humility and sincerity. He is tall and lean, weathered, deep sun-darkened skin, and with pure white hair, disheveled with long bangs falling across his forehead, past his eyebrows like a teenage boy. And he has that kind of energy and conviction, too. I think the whole world is starting to love me, and I want to have the wisdom to love them back. He steps back and grins broadly, kind of giggles maybe. And that's about it, so? And he throws up his fist up like an old-timey strongman and pumps them quickly. I really get excited. McCandless character asks, so you really believe in love then? Leonard rocks forward, head cocked to the side. His expression switches from wide grin and playful eyes to absolute certainty and conviction. Yeah. His eyes deepen. He nods his head, coming down on certain words for emphasis. And this is a love story that is staggering to everybody in the whole world, that God really loves us a lot. A lot. Does that answer that? Yeah, the McCandless character sort of laughs, nodding in response. Good, Leonard says, his grin returning and his eyes brightening. The film cuts to the three of them standing on top, looking down the mountain, then out over the slabs and out beyond to the desert. I really love it here. I think the freedom of this place is so beautiful to me. For me, I wouldn't move for $10 million unless I had to, Leonard says with a chuckle. So I'm content here in the desert, and I'm living where I want to live, and I think good gets better. Being content in the desert, at the Salton Sea, and believing that good gets better is an astonishing sentiment in a place whose history is that of discontent and promises turned to ruin. 
Leonard built something without trying to sell anything. He never asked for anything, never tried to get anyone to believe in anything. He just made this monumental work of art to tell anyone who might be interested that God loves them. The Nyland geyser continues to move through the desert at an ever-increasing speed. On its current path, if it stays the course, will skirt the town of Nyland, but is expected to reach Salvation Mountain by the year's end. Mm-hmm.